if you have ever wondered what the Big Ten Zoom meeting went when deciding how and when to return to play football in the middle of a pandemic, or if you wanted to be a fly on the wall during the invitation only of the NFL QBs meeting after week one or week two, there's only one person who was there for all of it. And how is because she created the whole damn thing herself, which is incredible. Uh, she's a sports reporter for Wood TV and uh, Channel 8 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, sideline reporter for the NBA G League Grand Rapids squad, and without question, the best self-video content creator in the biz. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege, pleasure, and honor to have on our show here on the Full Court Press, Annie Agar. Annie, my goodness, how in the world are you? Welcome. Oh, thank you. Wow, what an entrance. I you like that? It. I've been uh, practicing that like, uh, it's probably 18 times now. 17, we're in the mirror. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> uh, Annie, I-, I know you've been asked this 100,000 times, but I'm going to make it 100,001. How did you come up with the idea to do your first video, if I'm not mistaken, was the uh, the Big Ten video? Is that correct? That's correct, yep. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, this all kind of started back when, like you said, you know, the, the COVID was going on, coronavirus, and and we kind of were all quarantined. And so being a sports reporter, you know, you, you didn't really have work. I mean, as a lot of people in the sports industry didn't have. And so my first instinct was to think about how football season would be impacted because, you know, that's something we completely look forward to in the off season. And then, you know, thinking about the Big Ten in particular, because I grew up in Big Ten territory, and that's um, primarily what we cover from at my station. So um, I thought about, you know, how they would kind of all be working together to get football season back up and running. And obviously, the go-to for everybody during quarantine was Zoom calls, because that's kind of all we had. You know, everybody, we were doing happy hours over Zoom calls and work meetings and so I thought, you know, if the Big Ten had a meeting, it would be over Zoom. And then how funny would that meeting look? Because they all kind of hate each other, um, you know, with the rivalries in conference, but they all want the same thing. So, um, so yeah, the idea was just kind of born that way, and I took off with it. Okay, so people make videos all the time. But, my goodness, as of today, your video for that Big Ten has 22,000 views, just over that, over 4,500 retweets on Twitter. Uh, did you ever see it taken off the way it did? Not at all. No. You know, originally when I, and I did it on TikTok and I just had kind of, I was new to it um, as a lot of people were this year and uh, someone else had tweeted it out and it started getting a lot of traction. And then I had shared it on my page and it just took off. Um, You know, people like Rich Eisen were commentating on it and retweeting it and Desmond Howard and Kirk Herb Street. That's when I, I, I I stepped back and I thought, holy cow, you know, this is absolutely just blown up. (laughs) I know this is an egocentric question to ask you, but who's the most famous person you've heard from since this, uh, you've been doing these videos? That's a great question. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's been, there's been so many cool people. Um, Pat Forty's been a really cool one that's reached out and he continues to kind of um, show support and message me and, um, and share my stuff. And so I think the, the constant, you know, he's still behind every video that I've done. That really has been a big impact on me. And, you know, I look up to him in the sports industry and he's had only nice things to say. And so to see that has been incredible. And like I said, you know, Desmond Howard and Kirk Herbstreit, people I grew up watching on college game day, share my content um, has been incredible. I think the biggest one was, you know, ESPN put out the video and to see my name next to the ESPN logo was, you know, something I've dreamed of for years. So that was pretty neat. How long does it take you to make a video? Um, and that includes like creating the lines and everything. How long does it take? Right. Right. So, um, well, the, the longest part kind of is printing out all the logos and cutting all those up for the shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then once that's done, you know, 
there's been a lot of times where I don't even have kind of a script written out. I, I know of the jokes I want to make, but my big thing is I, I change in between each character because I want it to be as if it's a Zoom call, right? And so I want them to play off each other. So I'll have, you know, Chicago, the Chicago Bears say something, and then I'll have, you know, the Lions respond back because that would be the dynamic of their, you know, their division. So stuff like that. So a lot of the time it just is, you know, trial and error of how, how I want the video to flow. So it takes a good, you know, hour and a half, two hours to kind of finish the video. Favorite video so far you've made? Oh, gosh, you're coming at me with the big questions. <laughs> um, wow, I I did um, a quarterback call week one, and I think that was yes. my favorite so Was far. that the one with the Jay Cutler at the end? Yes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was good. That was a nice little twist at the end. I like that one. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, how many shirts of teams do you have in your closet? Oh, that is a great question. Um, probably too many. <laughs> uh, jer- no such I have thing. a lot of jerseys as well, but then the yeah, the ones I don't have, like I said, I you know I print off the logos, but then I'll save those shirts for you know if I need to use them later. So there's quite a few of them currently. <laughs> okay, so I'm a jersey collector as well. Uh, jersey you're most proud of to have? Oh, I have a Clay Matthews Packers jersey, and I loved Clay. And I and my mom got it for me for Christmas one year. Complete surprise, and I will cherish that thing till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> Where does your sports fandom come from? Talk to me about. I mean, oh, it's Michigan, so it's diehard rabbit sports fans everywhere. Uh, whether you're a Wolverine or a Spartan or whatever it is, where did yours come from, and and uh, when did it really take off for you in your sports career? Yeah. So. Um, people, you don't know, ask me that a lot being working in the sports industry. Obviously, you have to have some sort of background and, and want to get into this um, this industry. And that started for me. My dad actually played four years um, in the minors for the Tigers. Um, so he went through, you know, the farm system and everything. And he taught us really early that, you know, sports is this great thing. And we used to sit around the dinner table. We talk about, you know, what NFL games were going to happen that week. And that was just how I grew up. So, um, at a very young age, I knew I wanted to get into sports broadcasting and, you know, be that connecting factor between the athlete and the fan. And I love that. And that, you know, sports reporters were that person for me. Um, so that's kind of where, you know, the sports fandom comes from. And then just being in Michigan, I mean, you're I mean, everywhere you look, there's Michigan, Michigan State fan. It's, you know, we don't take it lightly in the Midwest, especially for football. So <laughs> it just kept, you know, being amplified. And then I actually, um, I myself an Ohio State fan, so not, not a lot of friends where I live. But um, but that's how does, added to it because I'm so sorry I got to interrupt you I apologize. <laughs> how in the world does that happen that you're in Michigan <laughs> and you're a diehard Ohio State? Oh yeah, that, it's a fun story. It's a fun story. So um, I have an older brother who's a big Michigan State fan. Uh, my grandpa went there. My dad went there. And so I, I you know I love I love Sparty. But um, growing up, he was you know he wanted me to be a Michigan State fan so badly and. We obviously grew up not liking U of M, not being a fan of U of M. So um, I, I, when I would play basketball in high school or I guess middle school, I loved Evan Turner, who played basketball for Ohio State. And he had a shot against Michigan, obviously, in the Big Ten tournament, and that just sealed the deal. And I thought, I can really annoy Michigan fans if I'm an Ohio State fan. <laughs> and then conveniently around that same time, um, I was in high school and I was, you know, wanted to talk sports with guys. And I realized really quickly that if you want to know your stuff and you, you know, you want them to take you seriously, it's a lot more fun to be on the opposing side. And then you really have to argue your point. So 
being an Ohio State fan in Michigan was so much fun. And I just, I took it and I ran with it because, you know, you had to prove yourself. And every, I mean, Michigan and Michigan State fans would be, would make it their point to prove you wrong. So it, I think it really helped on that front, you know, really making sure I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I interrupted you there. I just, that blew my mind though, because I lived in Ohio for two years and I know how rabid that fan base is. And uh, yeah, oh, for sure. it's amazing. <laughs> uh, no, not all this. <laughs> what is it like, and I ask this with, with incredible respect for what you do, but in this industry, it's hard to get into for you and I, but as a woman, and there's so many great women in the sports industry who do an incredible job, for you, what was the journey like, and what were the lessons you learned? That's a great question. Yeah, it's, um, you know, when I got into it as a female, I never went into it thinking, well, I, you know, I want, I know I'm going to be treated differently. I, you know, I want special treatment because I'm a female. I just went into it thinking if I get a job in sports, I'm going to get the job because I work the hardest, not because, you know, I'm a female or because or maybe if I didn't get a job, I wouldn't say, well, it's because I'm a female. I just I have to work harder. And so that's, you know, kind of the mentality I, I like to take in this industry. But um, I've, I've been blessed to not have any of those obstacles really, um, other than, you know, the small ones. And with these videos, you know, there's some comments that you kind of look at and you think, oh, geez, like what a guy get that in, in sports. But at the end of the day, that's just, you're going to get that in any industry. It's going to be, you know, people saying you can't do it or, you know, people questioning things. So, um, the, you know, the best thing to do is just, just work as hard as you can and be proud of what you've produced. And so, um, that's kind of the, the way that I look at things. And like I said, I, yeah, I've just, I've, I've loved this industry. It's just so, it's so fun. And every day I get to go, you know, even if it's the smallest sport or, you know, it's, it's a high school football game, it's still the most fun thing that's happened in my day. And, and you can't complain when that's your job. I know I've been asked this a ton of times and I'm sure you have as well. What is your dream goal job at the end? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, that is the hundred dollar question, um, million dollar question maybe, but you know, obviously everybody's goal in, in sports is ESPN or, you know, NFL network. And, um, I'd love to have a show. I'd love to, you know, be at that top level. And, and I always say at the end of the day, like I said, you know, that connection between the fan and the athlete is my favorite thing. So if I can get to the highest level and, and impact as many people as possible with that connection, meaning, you know, I can, I can bring some laughter to, to a fan that, watch NFL Network or ESPN, then I just, that, that would be the ultimate goal for me. Who's your, uh, I don't know how to ask this, uh, if there's a silent reporter, an analyst that you listen to or look up to the most, who would that be? Mm, probably, um, as of lately, it's been Maria Taylor. I just think, I love how yeah. she, when she talks with you know, guys like Stephen A and, and super dominant personalities, she walks into that room and asserts herself and lets them know she has an opinion too. <laughs> and, I just, and but does it in kind of a funny, you know, classy way. And so um, that's kind of, I look up to her because I want to have that same kind of personality, I guess, on air. Annie Agar here joining us here on the Full Court Press. Annie, give me your thoughts on this Big Ten season, what it's going to look like. Obviously, you got uh, three top 10 teams, or at least. Uh, two of them contending for a national championship, most likely in Ohio State and in Wisconsin. Uh, where does Michigan fit? Where does Michigan State fit? What do you see here? Yeah, I think this will be a really interesting year, and that's why we wanted this season so badly because there's so many question marks surrounding the Big Ten. I mean, from you know, not so much with Ohio State, obviously, and they're they're clearly the front runner to win. Um, to win, and that's not biased. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, when it comes to Michigan State, I mean, Mel Tucker is going to run a completely different offense. I know State fans are super excited to see, you know, how that plays out. And 
with Michigan, I mean, so many, uh, so many things are on the line for Harbaugh with this, with this season and this year and, um, and how he does there. And then you've got, you know, team, like you said, Wisconsin is obviously going to have a great season, but then you have teams like Indiana that might, you know, show us a little bit more than they have in the past in Minnesota with PJ Slack. And so I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of storylines that could play out and, and a lot of, and the, the main one is just what's going to happen. You know, there's question marks where we're worried about the, the health of, of everybody and the players with COVID and everything. But at the end of the day, there's just, yeah, so many ups and downs that are going to happen this season and, and the schedule will be, it'll be really interesting. Based on the unique year that this is with the pandemic and the football seasons being suspended for an amount of time, should the football playoff be expanded, uh, to allow more teams in or do you like it at four for this year? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I, um, I think I like it the way that it is. And that being, you know, with everybody said with the PAC 12, you know, they're not playing and everything and that's going to affect the, the playoff and it's not going to meet as much, but I mean, not to be mean, but even if the PAC 12 got in, look at the, you know, historically they haven't even gotten to the playoff nine times out of 10. So it's not going to be that much different. So um, I would be good with them expanding it back out, you know, but at the end of the day, I think this year already has kind of an asterisk by it. So let's just get it done, you know, have a good season um, where we can, you know, hopefully come to a good conclusion about who won it and who took home the title and then kind of move forward from there. So I think I think in the way it is right now is, you know, it's pretty it's as good as it's going to get, I think. As a Big Ten fan, what's the least conference you like? Oh, that's interesting. Um you know, I, I think it's the SEC, and, and just because there's kind of an unspoken rivalry there, you know, we have the players that, you know, the tough, grinded-out kind of guys, the, the big D-line, O-line guys that just, you know, we run it up the gut. And then there's SEC with the, um, you know, the more, you know, artistic players. There's, you know, the, the, the speed and the talent. And so I think there's always been that kind of, oh, okay, you, you guys focus on that. We're going to focus on this type of rivalry. So I would, I would have to say probably that conference for sure. Is there a rivalry outside of the Big Ten that you guys I – mean, actually, let me re-ask that question. As an Ohio State fan, is there a rivalry uh-huh. outside of the Big Ten that you guys have? Yeah, personally, from well, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's this way for a lot of other Ohio State fans, but personally, for me, it's Clemson. And you'd think it would be, you know, more Alabama, but obviously, from the history of of you know what's happened when we played Clemson, it just is, especially lately, it's just a it's just a little like they think they're just a little bit better than Ohio State, and that just grinds their gears. <laughs> Annie, you are the best, 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 best. I can't tell you how much we appreciate you being on on today's show. Uh, absolute thrill and honor for me. Keep up the great work. Uh, love following you on Twitter, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Uh, thank you so much for having me on, of course. Anytime. All right. Take care.